Let's give these kids and, and the team, kids team, a huge hand clap today. Good job, guys. I think the best part is you never know quite what's going to happen. <clears throat> We're going to read uh, one scripture, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23. And I'm Josh. I lead the team here. Welcome to uh, Revive Church. It's my privilege to open the word with you today and want to say uh, good, good work to uh, Greg for coaching his grandson, Nate, up here. Had some Greg flair in there, wasn't it? Or is that more Mona flair? It was Greg. Did you coach him? Chelsea. All right. Well, he was coached very well. Uh, up and coming preacher there. We never knew about. Uh, and it, hey, yesterday, what a what a change in this room from uh, what we had a, a full house yesterday for a City Foods, which is our food bank that's clear over on the other end of the. Uh, facility here, but we had a party for 108 kids who normally wouldn't uh, get Christmas gifts this year because of the situation they and their families find themselves in. And I want to say you guys just aced it with um, this place was packed. This whole stage was full of presents and uh, we had a great uh, program for them and their families. And this last month, actually, back, clear back into November with the uh, Operation Christmas Child and the Dismet Dinner. I feel like as a church, we kind of run a race just right into, right up to Christmas Eve. We run and run and run and then, oh, we made it. And I, I just want to say, well done. You guys aced it this last month. And, and uh, today I have the privilege, privilege of proclaiming the gospel. You guys did such a good job in demonstrating the gospel, which I think as a church we need to do both, but uh, you guys did that very well. So if you could give yourself and everyone in here a hand clap for just, it's, you guys did great. Uh, and gift giving and, and sharing, there was, uh, with the Operation Christmas Child, our church serves as a drop uh, point, the main drop point uh, for shoe boxes with, that go out all over the world and uh, to, to kids in third world countries. The, the ones from here, the, uh, I think almost 900 shoe boxes that came in all went to Mexico. So I'm curious to see if some of the Yarbrough's churches got some of those. And uh, you guys just did so well in, in sharing Jesus. So you should be commended. And now we get to breathe a bit. Our team is, uh, will look forward to Christmas Eve and celebrating with you next Sunday night. Remember, no Sunday morning service, just 5 p.m. Uh, part of that we did for our team where they can en enjoy the day, enjoy their family, and we'll have one service at, at 5. And so today, my assignment is to uh, continue this series we're doing called The Greatest Gift. The kids shared... Uh, really amazing. They looked like they memorized most of their lines, especially the girls here did an uh, amazing job with that. But they were communicating about the gift that God gives us. And I want to read this one verse uh, from Matthew 1, verse 23. And uh, 
and then share about one word that is pointed out. It says, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. They will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. What a great word. And I love how the Bible, my Bible in the ESV, parentheses God, it means, which means God, in case you don't know, it means God with us. And I want to spend the remainder of our time just on that one word today, if that'd be all right. Let's pray. Father, over the next few minutes, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts, you'd challenge us, and you would uh, open our eyes to see you in a greater way. We thank you for the, I guess, the uh, joy of Christmas and time with family and the feeling we get. But God, we want to know you and know your word. And uh, it's by your truth that we're set free. We pray the truth of your word would uh, really solidify in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Emmanuel, God with us. I just I want to look at the three parts of that, God and then with and then us. And I, I guess it's John Wesley, one of the founders of the Methodist Church, his dying words, uh, no kidding, were, he said, the best of all is God with us. Last thing out of his mouth, the best of all is God with us. And my prayer for you and for us as a church is more than on our lips, more than just saying, being able to say Emmanuel, God with us. I want those words to be in our heart and uh, be a, a truth that we know more than something we feel. I want to look at what this word really means, even theologically. And I, I've heard people say, well, Christianity is more felt than tell. They'll say, in other words, like, well, it's a feeling you get. And, and actually, well, why would we teach? Why would Jesus teach if that was true? We need to not only demonstrate the good news, but my job today is to proclaim the truth of why we celebrate Christmas. And we need, we need to have an underpinning to, well, why, why do we do this? And why is it Emmanuel, God with us? It's, it's not uh, totally uh, complicated. It's actually really simple. One word, God with us. And, and the, so the first word, the first part of that, everyone say God. Now let's say it like Nate did, God. <laughs> God. Uh, the message of Christmas is, are you ready? Jesus is God. <laughs> right? Jesus is God. And we can't miss that. It's like in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was not made. So in the beginning was the word. God came and tabernacled. He dwelt among us. He lived in the middle of us. God came. So that this first word, God, in the, in the word Emmanuel, it's, uh, we need to remember and we need to know that Jesus is God. It's what the Bible actually teaches uh, very directly and even indirectly. In Acts, uh, in Acts, Peter preaching about Jesus, he said, God shed his blood. God, Jesus, God, God came and shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. How many know Jesus is God? That's what we believe in. It's the, the message, the great message of Christmas and Emmanuel. 
There's some invert ways that uh, through scripture that we see that Jesus is God. There's, uh, actually, let me ask a question. Uh, who can forgive a sin? And I, I mean on, on earth, like it's typically the person who's hurt, right? Right? Um, let's say I'm looking over here at uh, Mike and he likes to get picked on. Smile under that mustache. Oh, poker face, poker face. Let's say Jim, uh, Mike offends Jim, not that you ever would. Let's reverse it. Jim offended Mike. <laughs> it's more likely. <laughs> and I came and said, uh, Jim, I forgive you. I'm really sorry that you hurt Mike. Right? It wouldn't make sense, would it? I can't forgive someone for something that didn't happen uh, to me. He would have to go, hey, man, you, you offended me. I need your forgiveness. Would you forgive me? Yes. And I'm confused who I said anyway, but you know what I mean. You've got to be the one who's hurt to, to do the forgiving, right? I forgive you. Well, what's interesting through scripture is people would uh, come to Jesus like the paralytic who's brought, and Jesus said, so instead of healing him, at first he said, I forgive you of your sins. So he couldn't forgive unless he was the one who was hurt by it. I guess implying that, and, and so the Pharisees would often say, well, who can forgive but God alone? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> right? Who can forgive but God alone? Only the person who's hurt. And so through scriptures and through the New Testament, we get this clue that Jesus himself is God, or there's times where angels would appear and people would fall down prophets and in the New Testament, angels would appear and what would people's response be? Sometimes an obvious response. They would fall down and kind of worship. And I love it where in the Bible it says the angel would say, don't worship me, stand up. I'm a created being myself. I'm a creature like you, a creature, Right? Don't worship me, I'm an angel. Although it would be, you know, ah, angel appears. Uh, but when Jesus came, it was really common for, like Mary who fell at his feet, or Thomas who finally saw the scars in his hands who falls down and would worship him. It's the only proper response. You notice Jesus didn't say, hey, stand up, don't worship me. He'd say, no, you've chosen the right thing. Why? Because Jesus is God. Someone say God. He's, he's God. And, and almost in an irritating kind of exclusivity in Christianity where it's almost like, almost presumptuous. Don't you think at times where we, if we really believe the message, if, you know, Christianity can seem, right, kind of exclusive, Right? Where Jesus said, man, I am, I am God. There's other religions if, like pantheists or polytheists who believe that God's kind of in everything or God's, uh, there's many gods. But Jesus came and said, I am God. I'm the, one, I'm, the one who's, I'm the one who's God. And you can say, wow, that's, that's sort of narrow-minded, right? That's, sort of the, that's one of the reasons why Christmas, I think, is uh, not necessarily controversial, but uh, can fly in the face right now in, in our culture of, uh, you know, people don't say Christmas anymore. One of the reasons is the, the obvious truth behind the message is Jesus is saying, by coming, I'm God. 
right? He's saying, I'm God, and people say, well, that's kind of narrow-minded, don't you think? Well, let me, let me ask you this question. If you, went to, if you felt quite ill or sick and you went to t- uh, nine doctors, and nine doctors said, actually, you're not sick. You're, you're just fine. You're going to be just fine, right? You would go home and then, oh, I don't really feel well. But maybe the 10th doctor came and said, actually, you're not fine. You're actually terminal. And if you don't get treatment right away, you're going to lose your life. Now, would you tell that doctor he's narrow-minded? Would you tell him, how could you say that? To, do you ever say that to the doctor? Actually, you're kind of narrow-minded for telling me that. <laughs> right? I don't believe you. I don't, I don't believe. So I, I guess it, with Jesus saying that he's God, either he's crazy, either he's wrong, or either it's true. Right? And so we have to, we're faced, people are faced with that at, at Christmas time. Uh, the fact that Jesus and the message of, of Christianity is Jesus is God, Emmanuel, God with us. Right? And so uh, it's one of the reasons we celebrate. We have, we have a king who not only is God, but then there's this with, God with. And that's the, the God part's a little tougher to swallow, right, for some people. But what about God with? Emmanuel, God's with us. He, he came to us. He came uh, to, the, to the earth. He's born as a baby. That's fairly, fairly approachable, don't you think? More so than the Old Testament where at times God was with, but it, it was more, uh, he was known to them. He wasn't a friend to them. He, he came to Job as like a whirlwind. Do you remember that? That's kind of terrifying. God shows up as a tornado. Hi, God. <laughs> you just run. Or Abraham, there's like a, there's a time where God appears to Abraham as a, as a smoky furnace in the air. And it's almost, it's like kind of mystical and kind of scary with Moses and the children of Israel. Do you remember as they're led in the desert, how God appeared to them? Pillar of fire. Right? God, God would appear on the, the mountain and they were afraid. Of God, God was a, at times a bit terrifying. He was a, a presence to be experienced, but it, he wasn't someone that was with, someone close. And even when Moses met with God, he said, God, I, I want to see your face. But God said, no man can see my face and live. I love the part where God hid him. He said, I'm going to hide you in the cleft of the rock and I'm going to pass by. And, and it, it says, like how the King James says it, uh, Moses saw the hinder, the hinder parts of God. He saw God as he passed, like the heels of God. He just saw his backside as God went past, but he couldn't really see his face. And it, I wonder, it's a side note, but I wonder if Moses, after all, wrote, is it the first five books of the Bible? And I wonder where he got the revelation from. You know, where did he, where did he get that? And I wonder if it's in that one moment, that encounter, he saw the tracks of God. He saw where God had been. He saw the backside. Maybe, maybe he saw the history of God. And wow, there's Genesis and Exodus, Leviticus. He just starts writing. But he, he couldn't see him face to face. In fact, when Moses did encounter God, he came down, he had that veil 
He had to cover his face because he was glowing, being in the presence of God. And he came down and they, oh, Moses, we can't look at you. Ah, you're glowing. But Moses had been uh, with God, but God wasn't necessarily approachable, similar to, I think, of uh, the temple. Back in the Old Testament, the Jewish people, the way they would meet with God was in the temple, in this one nation. And if you just for a minute would picture kind of the whole earth and where would God meet with people? It was in the Holy of Holies, right? In this one place on a certain day and and in one nation, uh, Israel, in the capital city, Jerusalem, there would be the temple. And the temple consisted of an outer court for Gentiles and then Jews. And then way down in the middle would be this holy place where once a year in the tabernacle was there, a priest would go in, totally holy priest, right? He had to wash and be ceremonially clean and do everything right. And then he could go into the presence of God and represent uh, man to God and then God to man. But he, it was that one day, it was, it was a very orderly thing. But in the New Testament, I love it when Jesus comes, he reverses it. And he said, I'm here for the whole world. I'm here to, this temple, one of the reasons the Jews hated Jesus is because the temple now is on the street. And anyone could approach him. Anyone could come. The woman with the issue of blood who's totally ceremonially unclean. People could come right to the presence of God and get a hold of Jesus. It's the message of Christmas. Not only is he God, but he's God with. He's God in our midst. He's God, he flipped kosher. Someone say amen. He flipped it around and he said, no, you can come. And and the more messed up, the better. Right? You can come to me. I'm approachable. And and not only am I here for your nation, the nation of Israel, I'm here for the Jews and Gentiles and every nation out there. In fact, we're going to turn this around and take it to the whole world. So it's God with us. God became flesh. He tabernacled. He lived among us. So it's like Paul said in 2 Corinthians, those of you with unveiled faces, we have Jesus to take to the world because he's with us. Amen? Martin Luther, who was a famous Christian and author and uh, leader, was a Bible teacher, and he actually said he was unsaved Bible teacher. This, here's this unsaved monk, and he, he would go through the motions. He was very um, religious. He would ask for forgiveness twice a day. He would do his daily prayers. He would speak and preach and teach about God, but he didn't know God. And that's, I think, a difference between the people in the Old Testament that knew God as this force and this presence and sometimes terrifying compared to those of us on the other side in this new covenant who know Jesus is totally approachable Savior that is our friend. Martin Luther was reading through Romans and he, Romans 1.17 was the place where he landed when he opened his Bible and he read that salvation was a free gift, not something earned, but the gift of God through faith. Not through doing the works and working really hard and being religious. It was, he met, he met Jesus for the first time and that's when the lights came on and he met the God who's with us. 
God came and appeared to him, and it's so, it's so, God's so approachable around Christmas time because he came as a baby. Not a tornado or a whirlwind or a, a fire or this big forest or a voice from the mountain. He came as a, a baby born in a manger with. So not only is he, is he God, he's with, he's also in us. The last part of Emmanuel. You guys all right today? He didn't say God with all. He said God with us. Sounds exclusive, but really Jesus came to uh, win the lost. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. And right around the Christmas story came one of the group group of people I, I love and relate to maybe the most is he came to these shepherds. Humble shepherds at night watching over the flock, they're on the, there's, in fact, they're so humble, they're on the night shift, right? Watching over, I love that verse, leapt, I read it uh, three days ago, and it just leapt off the page. There's the shepherds watching over the flock by night. Imagine that scene. It's dark, and I mean, maybe you're t- tempted to sleep, but they're watching, and all of a sudden, all of heaven breaks in on their life. They didn't have a great resume. They didn't have a great argument. They didn't have a great reason why God would come and appear to them. They're just humble shepherds, one of the most humble maybe people groups in the world. But I I love the fact that we have a great shepherd who watches over us. In our daytime, in our midday, in our nighttime, we have a great shepherd that's been watching out and came to us as the King of kings and Lord of lords. He came to us, God with us. Us, you know, they didn't have references. They didn't have a a great reason why God would choose them. But God came to seek and to save those who are lost. He came to to win us. He wanted us. He wanted us as, as his friend, Emmanuel, God with us. So first part, God is this upward vision of divinity where we get this picture of this amazing God. He is God. Jesus is God. And then he's with this vision of this introspective vision where we we look in at our depravity and we know, God, I need you right with me in my life. I need you in my heart. I I don't need you out there and I don't need you in a Christmas carol or in a present. The, The guy's the greatest gift of all, as John Wesley said, is God with us. He came to me, and then the, the outward vision is the one, it's, it's us. It's that one of, of mission and vision. And as we look across the room today, we see our kids worshiping. I thank God there is an us. That faith isn't, see, although Christianity is very personal, it's not private. Some people like to say, well, it's my beliefs, and I do what I want. Well, not here you don't. Take that. Montanans, you're not going to tell me what to do. <laughs> it's personal. It's not private. We, there's us. There's the church. There's this church that he died for, his bride. And he came and he wants us to take that message out to the world. And, and as we go, we, we take this upward vision of div- divinity and this inward version of our depravity and the outward vision of desperation in the world. And we take it and we say, man, this is the message of Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. So let's take some time 
today as we dismiss and, and get ready to go. Let's not go in a hurry. Let's not do what uh, this next week. We, we've been really busy, and you guys have served our city really well the last month, giving and going and, and showing the gospel. Today, I get to proclaim it and say, man, there is Jesus is God. It's Emmanuel. It, his word is true. He is who he says he is. Let's, let's follow that story, but also let's share it. Let's read it. Let's take time in our homes and around the Christmas tree or at the table and read that story and, and, and revel in the fact that God is with us, the greatest gift. And my words can't do it justice, but to communicate today that God himself, the God of the universe is with us. And we actually have an us you don't have to be alone and maybe the holidays are hard for you or you find yourself in a place of, well, yeah, it's easy for you to say you've got five kids in a church, you're a pastor, but you know what? All of us need a savior and we need each other and we need us together. And so I'm gonna pray uh, in conclusion, but I, I really wanna uh, challenge us. Let's take time to, to live out Emmanuel. Three words, God's with us. Let's share it. Can we do that? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you today for uh, the shot you gave us, the chance you gave us to know you and, and humbly know the God of the universe. You came and tabernacled. You came to live among us, and you took a system that, uh, although beautiful and, and even uh, perplexing at times, as we look at your Bible through the past, uh, you came and took it and you flipped it on its ear and you said, I want this message. I want God to dwell among men. And God, even for these uh, first century Jews that live with you, it had to be mind-blowing to walk with you and say, man, God is with us. And they always asked, who is this? Who is this guy who's doing these things and saying these things? We, we believe in the message, Jesus, that you are God. Thank you that you could be with us, that you could come and land in our lives and not just on that Christmas story, that time when you literally were born, but even today for us, you're, you're with us here personally. Not just figuratively, you're here personally. Help us live that message and now help us take it out to the world and with each other and, and help us at Revive become a great us. Help us become a people that you said you were a people that weren't a people. We've come together on the common ground of you. Help us remember that this Christmas season, this holy day season, as we open your word and pray and receive presents, let every single present remind us, God, that you gave the greatest gift, you, God, you came to be with us. We thank you for that reminder in Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys can stand up. If we have uh, any ministry team uh, here today, I'd love to offer prayer to any of you that need prayer. Today, you can come up here to this front area. Otherwise, uh, you're dismissed to hang out. There's refreshments and uh, treats out in the foyer. Please do that. And then uh, after a while, you can pick up your kids. But don't rush off today. Take time to hang out and love on each other.